Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. to this podcast. Be aware, this show often uses very naughty language. If you don't like that, you shouldn't listen. Send your complaints to I am a whiny baby with no sense of humour at nightstory.com or stop by the studio. I'll take you for a ride to a story of my choosing. Hello and welcome everybody. This is the Ninth Story Podcast. This is episode 503 and today we are interviewing the lovely, the talented, the amazing Jeanette Andromeda. That's me. My name is Immortal Alexander. I am a writer of short horror fiction for the Horror Made blog and now co-host of the Ninth Story with Mrs. Jeanette Andromeda. Whom you probably know at this point. If this is your first time, hi. I spend most of my time drawing horrifying artwork, and the rest of the time I try writing. I blog a lot, and today we're actually going to talk about some of my writing and about short stories in general and how they can be really helpful in uh, actually working out your process there. Exactly. Uh, So the first part of today's episode is we're going to be sharing a short story that Jeanette is working, actually a novel that Jeanette's working on. Yeah, it's ironic that we're talking about short stories and then I decide to share a piece of my novel. And we'll talk about why, because, I'm sorry, I jumped right on top of your voice there. He's making the weirdest lizard face right now. You're welcome. So I'll give you a little bit of backstory about this story excerpt you're going to hear. But hold on. We are, because it's an excerpt, it's kind of like a short story onto itself with an open ending. So it's not really Indeed. a short story, but that's fine. <laughs> it, it, it'll it feel like a short story, but you're jumping kind of into the middle of the story. Um, it's actually the beginning of chapter two of my book. And I was going to share chapter one, but then I was reading it and then I was like, wow, this really needs a lot of junk cut out of it. So chapter two is a little bit more uh, polished and a little bit at a better stage where I want to share it. So here is the beginning of chapter two from a book I'm working on called Transformation. A low growl answers her. Rose quickly changes course and stumbles through the muck and out of the woods. She crashes through the bushes. Tree branches whip at her viciously, tearing red streaks of blood into her pale skin and shredding her skirts as she flees into the treacherous woods. 
Behind her the growling grows into a thunderous rumble, seeming to shake and warp reality around her. Howls and the wolves they come from crash through the trees in bursts of blue light appearing from side to side as she rushes deeper into the tangle of the forest. They're surrounding her. Fear threatens to choke her. Breath enters her lungs in burning gasps. Ahead of her, Glistening from the rain and illuminated mutely by the moonlight stands a grand tree leaning precariously out over the edge of a ravine. Without a second glance, she jumps up onto the lowest branch of the tree and climbs, her heeled boots slipping for purchase on the slick bark. The growling rumble shakes the earth and the tree as she climbs up and up, finally reaching to one of the topmost branches, and for a moment, Rose risks a glance back down. Below her is a boiling blackness of wolves and crackling blue sparks. Rose's wide eyes lock on one of the wolves as it flows to the base of the tree. It flickers into two, shreds into three, and then swirls back again into one. Its paws lengthen and stretch as blue sparks crawl up its thinning limbs. Its form was shifting, shifting, shifting into something like a man. Gasping out, Rose turns, desperately looking to the other side of the ravine. The tree branch almost stretches out far enough for her to reach. A quick glance back down to the shadow man creeping up the side of the tree is all the encouragement she needs. Crawling out further onto the branch, Rose goes, bringing her feet up under her, hoping against hope that the branch will hold just long enough for her to jump. Crack! An endless moment of weightlessness. The world sucks out from under her, and she falls. Reaching out, Rose catches the far edge of the ravine, but the grasses rip free under her weight. Her chest hits an exposed rock with a sickening crack. Her hands slip and scrape through the rock and loose dirt, but they manage to grab hold of an outjutting root. Crying out, she scrambles for purchase, her shoes sliding uselessly along the crumbling cliffside. Shaking, Rose tries to pull herself up, kicking her feet beneath her, desperate to find a foothold, but she is hanging out too far over the edge for her petite frame to be able to reach. Her hands slip a little and she cries out, Help! Anyone help! Air pushes aside the matted strands of her hair as a raven lands near the roots she's desperately hanging from. He cocks his head at her. Help! The ground under her arms gives out just a little more, sending a trickle of dirt down into the abyss below her. Her arms burn with the effort as she struggles to lift herself up. "'You seem to be in a bit of a predicament there, young one,' the raven murmurs. Rose's eyes widen in surprise. The raven struts over to her, standing just beyond her fingertips. "'And what, pray tell, brought you into my little corner of existence?' <laughs> help i'm going to fall to my death otherwise the raven turns a black eye to her that remains to be seen i could help you i suppose please i would need something in return of course the raven glances back up at the tree and the flickering shadow wolves gathered round the edge of the cliff silent now and slowly pulsing in and out of density anything rose cries her hands slipping on the root it's a deal. <laughs> the raven lets out a crowing laugh. But any deal worth striking must be sealed with blood. 
He pecks her hand, shocking Rose into letting go, and she slides into nothingness once more. Her scream is cut short as her body makes contact with the sloping side of the cliff. The raven's laughter echoes around her as her body continues to roll down into the ravine, hitting rocks with sickening cracks and slicing fresh wounds into her as she goes. She comes to a stop, tangling in a bush just before a stream begins. Her blood drips sluggishly into the clear, cold water. A moan escapes her lips, and the raven alights in front of her once more. Now that we have that out of the way, his beak opens up, stretching further than it should, showing an impossible darkness inside of its gaping maw. And a low sound of screaming grows from within the darkness. Rose whimpers, struggling to pull away from the creature as the screaming grows and grows around her, penetrating her bleeding body with a painful vibration. Cracking sounds and painful jolts inside her bones are followed by blessed numbness. Her vision fades, and fresh blood trickles from her nose. As the world slips away from her, the screaming abruptly stops, and she can hear time stretching into a tingling stream around her. Her body slips from her awareness, and consciousness gives up its hold as she drifts away. What, what do you think? <laughs> I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I think it's pretty awesome. I think, because we're going to try to be constructive. I think one of the best things uh, about sharing your work early is, you know, number one, I really do prescribe, uh, prescribe, prescribe, prescribe words English. I do prescribe to the idea of sharing your work uh, early and not holding on to it too closely so that you can get an idea if you're on the right track. And if this thing needs to completely to be gutted and start from scratch and just take the core idea, or if you really need to just make some minor tweaks. Uh, my opinion on this story is that it's awesome, but I have a really hard time figuring out a time and space, especially since we're uh, starting jump, jumping right into chapter two. But I still feel that just like in a feature film where you kind of start off with a wide shot and you kind of figure out where you are, uh, even, you know, starting a new chapter, like sometimes you'll put a book down for like a week or something because you get busy and then you jump back in and you're like, OK, what happened? And you go back and read a couple of paragraphs from the last chapter or something to kind of refresh you. So I think each chapter should have a clear idea of time and space and where we are so that it's a little easier for people to uh, feel comfortable and, and not ask those questions while they're reading. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the, the, the first critiques I would put in there. So um, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I also actually think that Although this is the stronger chunk of the story that I've written so far, it's still not really anywhere that I want it. But I think that's part of why I shared this. Was It was originally shared during NaNoWriMo that I didn't get very far with that project. Um, I'm still... I'm a nervous writer. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I don't write as often as I should. And part of this podcast is to encourage myself to write more often because imposter syndrome is a great motivator. I don't want to be an imposter talking to you about writing. I want to be a writer talking to you about writing. So this is my motivation. Um, the other thing about this story in particular, tangent uh, achieved, ding, um, is I way love my adverbs. I get 
way wrapped up into making sickling these like just using certain sounds and words like in a row to make it like make the words feel less like a certain experience like the sickeningly slick surface obviously you need all the sla in there in order to feel what you're experiencing but mm-hmm. really i don't i think it goes too far i have too many tongue twisters in there i i think it's fine if that's the style that you're going for in the story and and uh the kind of emotions you want to elicit from the audience through those kind of you know w- verbiage and, and how you actually structure your sentences i think that's fine if it's consistent and, right and maybe you know uh it kind of sounds a little sing-songy, but I think that's okay. Uh, I, I think it's it's it, it could be considered a style, and I I do enjoy your writing. So, um, what I want to ask is, where did this story come from? High school. <laughs> oh, one second. I need to cough massively. <coughs> I had the flu a while ago, and mm-hmm. cough is still lingering. Whew. Okay, so this story came from a short story I wrote back in high school called Transformation. That was actually our project was to write a transformation sequence. And what I wrote was this short story that's really just stuck with me since I wrote it, which is this uh, girl just mutating into a raven. That's the short of it. It's really gory. There's lots of like viscous stuff dripping off of things and whatever it's really it's pretty gross and like bursting feathers and it's i'm really proud of how nasty it is um actually (laughs) but that story i've always had the question of but how did she get to that point Mm -hmm. is she a hero is she a villain like who is this person so i've been mucking about with the story since then which at this point in time has been over 10 years. I've heard lots of different variations over mm-hmm. the over the you know the past couple of years of this story and um I kind of like the last iteration where you were just kind of talking about what you wanted this to be because the you know it was more focused on a single character as mm-hmm. opposed to multiple characters and sounding more like a Grimm's fairy tale the newer version I heard I've I've heard lately sounds a lot more like its own thing and in like a very original piece that has its own uh, ideas of where it wants to go and and, and uh, how you want to tell that story and very much fantasy based. Yeah, I definitely live um, in my own writing happily within the fantasy slash horror world. It's not just straight like here's a werewolf, um, but that's why I like reading so much horror because there's so many different versions of it. Um, so yeah, this story has grown from just, it it was very much like just a, a fairy tale, you know, like kind of, a almost a folktale telling of something where it's a moral based story and it's gotten a little bit mm, richer as I've been working on it because initially the story was petulant girl ends up swapped into the body of someone and it's confusing and then she has to learn a lesson and like give up her body in order to save the soul of someone else and it's just really convoluted was the initial concept and now it's more about uh, I guess it's still kind of going that way <laughs> I, I would I would kind of describe it tonally as something kind of like in the vein of like a Harry Potter if it was a female lead 
with a little more um, action right off the bat and conflict that's a little more focused. You know, whereas in Harry Potter, you have the trio and, and it kind of goes off in tangents with them individually and their growth. Uh, this one seemed a lot more focused and I really kind of enjoy where it's going. If you want to talk a little bit more about where it's kind of is now, that would be excellent. So where it is now has become more about... It's it's actually got like three different tracks in my head. Mm-hmm. The two that were written was in this story, she was on her way to go visit her uncle in another town and she's in a really bad carriage accident and her father and the horses go missing, like they're just separated and the actual carriage with her mother and her crashes and her mother is either mortally wounded or dead. So she runs off into the woods to try and find help and then starts being tracked by the wolves, which is where we pop in. And in this version, she ends up striking a deal with the raven. And what happens is she's, after this part of the story, she's actually rescued. And then she can't figure out, like, no one knows that her parents ever existed. She supposedly has grown up with her uncle in this in this village, like... The hoojoo, voodoo, whatever magic thing that the raven did to her, like rewrote her history and she has to figure out what happened, what power she gave up, what power it has, mm-hmm. and figure out the mystery of her uncle. In, in, in my mind, when I'm hearing the story and I'm, I'm hearing you explain it, to me it sounds like a darker version of like the secret of Nim. Like at least tonally and and some of the characters and the interactions and with the subplots of people wanting their own, uh, having their own agenda, having their own dark, dark agenda while this person trying to figure out where they fit in this world and uh, not just thinking about their own uh, personal goals, but also about the greater world around them and how their actions are going to affect that. Yeah, I would say that. Um, So... With with this with this story, I I'm here going to say I'm going to challenge myself to actually finish writing a rough draft of this this year. Um, my goal would be to say, "Hey, ninth story listeners, it's December, and I have something up online for you guys to read and tear apart." Um, I I'm gonna do it. I am going to do this, and because you are here making me accountable, it's gonna happen. Um, this is how I got myself to do more artwork for Horror Made was I made Horror Haikus Day something that made me accountable to make a new illustration at least once every week. So this is my... I'm, I'm using you guys to help me <laughs> and, and the step, <laughs> actually finish this. Step one is really... Uh, I, I took a course to help you know kind of get me to be a better storyteller, and Jeanette's going to be taking that same course and uh, utilizing the elements of breaking your thing into little pieces and thinking about it as an individual task, like uh, making an outline. And, and you're like, okay, what's your rough beginning, middle, and end for your story? And then starting to break it down into scenes. And so let's say you're going to have a chapter. Chapter one takes place in, at location A, location B, whatever. Where does where does it take place? And and breaking out down it into rough scenes where you're like just basic actions, not even a full sentence, like woman walks into room, picks up magic wand, does X action, leaves, goes to wherever. Just just the real base skeleton of what's happening in the scene uh, to kind of figure out what the story is. And then once you get to that point, then you're trying to flush out the characters 
uh, using techniques such as you go to these websites where they have like these uh, personality quizzes and, and family friend quizzes and you take each of your characters and you kind of put them through that quiz as if they're that person and um, you know kind of, kind of how your interactions with your friends and family uh, has informed who you are it gives you a better understanding of who that person is so uh, can we talk about the course that you took? Because yeah. I bet people would be interested. So yeah. what was that course and what did you like? What are you hoping to gain from what you learned there? Well, I, I mean, initially I had uh, I was trying to do screenwriting and I was doing a lot of that. And we had done our web series and I was I was writing and I really didn't have a lot of structure. I just kind of let my imagination flow out as it as it as it would. And I didn't really have any structure. So I decided to look out there for what kind of course can I have to Give me a better idea how to make better commercial works, but also how to be a better writer. And I found the uh, this is not like a paid endorsement. This is just something I decided to do. It's the uh, uh, masterclass.com. They have their classes up there and they have the people people that are the best at what they do in the world on the site. And I took the James Patterson writing course. And I know some people aren't a fan of his work simply because um, of his writing style, but um, I like it. I think it's really cool. I think it's interesting and, and fast paced. And I just I really what I took out of it is really about looking at something logically. Like if you were to want to learn how to build a radio or a, a, a physical thing that every day that to you seems more complicated. But if you break it down into little pieces and understand how those pieces pieces operate, then it's a lot less intimidating to take on a larger task. Because uh, I, I mean, short story writing for me was the genesis of me wanting to be more of a uh, be a, like a more of a full time writer was because it became it came out so easily for me. But in order for me to be a better writer, I have to be better at my descriptives and and how to create real people. Uh, part of my research for that was. I know this is your interview, but I'm saying things. I, I am genuinely interested okay. in this. So part of my process for me personally to be a better writer was to watch and read a lot of things that are heavy in drama. And because with drama, you kind of strip away all the superficial elements like action and, and whatever, uh, sci-fi and the blasters or whatever. And you strip it down to just people, people doing things, being beautiful and ugly and amazing and awful at the same time. And I really wanted to get to co to the core of how to create realistic people. And my main uh, difficulty right now is getting in the head of a teenage girl in my story that I'm writing and I'm finding it a little easier because I'm thinking about little things um, like, you know, this girl is part Native American and she's looking at she has these like turquoise nail, nail polish and she's more American than Native American as far as her mentality and her upbringing. So she understands she's part Native American, but she doesn't really understand her heritage. So she does little things like painting her nail, nails, you know, turquoise in order to kind of connect it fashion wise, but not understanding any of the context. And so with my story, I'm trying to figure out who she is based on her, her strength and her insecurities and her lack of knowledge and her, her journey towards gaining knowledge. And I think that's something that uh, Jeanette and I are discussing towards with her story as far as figuring out what is this character's journey? Who is this person? And not just make them a, tool to get from point A to point B in the story, but a real human being that people can connect with. So that's, um, 
<clears throat> Sorry, I'm really, I'm losing my voice. Um, one thing I do want to use uh, Ninth Story for is for both of us to help share kind of our process as we get further into our writing and within uh, further into the projects that we want to do for like, and I, you know, eventually I want to hear more about Alex's novel once he's more comfortable sharing with it. And I will say it is terrifying, absolutely terrifying, actually putting even this much of my story out into the world because it just feels so half-baked at the moment. But now we're, now we're actually getting into the uh, bulk of what I was hoping to talk about on this podcast today was getting over that fear is really important to continuing to motivate yourself to write. And how, how do you get past the fear of sharing it? You know, a lot of us just write in the, I'm, I'm totally one of those people where like, I haven't shared a lot of my writing. I share some of it. Um, but I, I like to get it generally to a more polished format before I put it out there. Um, well, now, now that you've shared it with the world, uh, which you did also share this on, on the Horror Mate blog. It was. Uh, initially, this was, I kind of used NaNoWriMo as a way to say, okay, I'm just going to put out a chapter a week, and then we'll see how it goes. It didn't go very far because I got to a point where I was just like, I really don't want to share all of this as I go because it's, I can't, I, I'm one of those people who, uh, to their own detriment, likes to go back and re-edit and re-edit and re-edit and I'll never get past the first like yeah that's that's like the the worst thing you can do but I'm stuck uh, in the edit trap you have to just write until you're done mm-hmm. and don't stop and don't look back and don't edit and don't do anything to it just keep writing uh, that's kind of the best way to do it so that you force yourself to get through it and then you can look at it because that's the beauty of outlining is that um, you don't have to go and take six months worth of work and throw it in the trash. With an outline, you're writing such little building blocks that if you have to, like, you know, because that process I was telling you about where you, uh, well, I was telling everybody about, about where you take your characters and you put them through these kind of personality, inter, you know, uh, relationship uh, polls, uh, polls, I don't know what do you call it. Uh, quizzes. Quizzes, that's it. Um you once you understand your character better, each character, then you take one character now that you know them better and you put them through the entire outline and you start to think about how they're going to interact with people. And if that means it's going to knock everything over and it's going to start fresh uh, with the outline, I mean, you can do an outline for an entire book in like a week or less. And then if you have to take a week's worth of work, uh, 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 basic building blocks and reconstruct it in a really basic thing. It might take you like two hours and then you have a kind of a rebuilt structure based on this character. And then once you know the characters well enough, then you start working on one chapter at a time. You know, you, you kind of take a scene and you built it up and you think about it from a, like a genesis point of what's the catalyst for this chapter and where do you want it to go? And now that in between part is the fun where you let your mind just wander and, and, and live in that space and interact with it. And even if it's garbage, who cares? I mean, you, you can write an entire scene and it could be horrible, but who cares, you know? Yeah. And, um, that is definitely where I need to be a little less, uh, terrified of is it's the thing is the first draft, the first four drafts, they're going to be garbage. It's okay. So, um, I'm going to make, uh, 
let's see. Wednesday mornings, my writing time. And every week I have to like spend three hours on writing because I tend to not have work work during those days. Um, and then <clears throat> every time we, we visit on uh, one of these types of podcast episodes, I'll give you some updates on what yeah. I'm doing. Um, this won't be every week. This will be just every, I don't know, month or so where we kind of touch base with our progress as writers because I do find the interviews just incredibly educational and interesting. Like, I love talking to all of these people. But sometimes I think it's good to talk about what we're up to. Yeah. Um. So, do you have more questions about... I do. Okay. So, now that you've shared this story with the world... Um, and our, um, well, the world meaning our audience, our, our smattering of, of young fans and old fans and new and in between fans. Um, and now that we've shared this story, um, where do you see this story going now that you, cause you, I, I think you haven't really touched this in a while. So now that you're looking at this with some fresh eyes, have, or having, after having some distance from it, where do you see the story going? Into the grave. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> An early one. I dug it a week ago. Um, <laughs> Have some water, will you? It doesn't help. This is in my lungs. Oh, God. <sighs> Jeanette's not dying. She's fine. She just has uh, a cough. It feels like I'm dying. So, um, where do I see this going? I would, at the very least, like to see this finally written as a rough draft. Even if it is. No, 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 no. Oh. What I mean is... Where story do you wise. see the story going next from where we are now in mm. chapter two? Where do you see it going? Like just the basic idea of, let's say, chapter three, what happens next? Where do you see it going? Well, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. It was she wakes up in her uncle's reality and she figures out that um, her existence has been rewritten somehow. And that starts the mystery. So she wakes up in her uncle's house mm -hmm. and figures out what's up so i think part of what i need to work through is there are definitely like three different versions of the story mixing mixing into my head right mm -hmm. now um so i need to figure out which track i want to do and actually outlining would be really helpful yeah because i see one outline as bratty girl ends up striking an inadvertent deal with the devil or something and then she ends up finding a way to either save her soul or um these are just it's it is really hard talking about this at this yeah, stage. Of I, I understand, but I, I it, it really is like you're outlining individual chapters. Like Hang you're on starting one with I've gotta re readjust this. Okay. It keeps my microphone has still a tendency to just kind of float downwards. So what the process should be is you are having a basic idea of your beginning, middle, and end, and then you're taking individual chapters and, and doing an outline for them. So yeah. you're just kind of writing the bare bones, what happens in that chapter as ideas. It doesn't even have to be full sentences because uh, when you do that and you start doing it chapter one, okay, I got that. This is basically where it is. And you go chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, you could be up to chapter five and all of a sudden you start to really understand your character better. And you're like, wait a minute. None of this works for this character, at least and not maybe not like the the actual scenarios, but maybe her actions. Right. So I would rather answer this question as what am I as a writer going to do next with mm -hmm. this story rather than where there's a story going? Sure. That is a different thought process. Yeah. Um, where I'm going to go with the story next is force myself to write out a full outline for the story. Mm -hmm. Just 
even if it's awful, even if it reads like a grim fairy tale, like rough draft, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Write at least one outline all the way through to the end. Yeah. And then read that and figure out from there where I want to refine it, where I want it to go, where I want to shift the story. And that's my next step is I'm actually going to do the outline. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what are your plans for getting to where you want to be as a writer? So as a writer, I need to make more time for myself, like actually scheduled in my life, time to write. Because there are stories like my episode for The Lift that need to be finished and sent out. And I have to get past my own block um, with my own insecurity as a writer and actually start putting stuff out. So I think submitting to other places Mm -hmm. the stories that I write will be really helpful because then I can get uh, get some stories actually finished. I and my sister also, we both have written so many partial novels in our lives, but we have a hard time finishing the story. So if I take advantage of the fact that there's this thing called the internet mm-hmm. to share some actually finished short stories, I it would help me a lot to actually feel some accomplishment towards this goal and towards actually moving further along with my uh, efforts. So uh, what we had talked about earlier uh, before we started recording was uh, the importance of short horror fiction or short fiction in general and utilizing that as a way to get better at your writing for long form by really condensing a story down to something really cool and interesting and well-paced and then submitting it out to the world and getting some feedback from readers and and other people from other different publication publications from different publications and perhaps even getting paid for some of your short story work while it which is also great validation as a writer to know you're on the right track if people are paying you for your work then you know you're doing good if they accept your work for short for submissions so um what we did was we tracked down some places to submit excuse me some places to submit short stories to and to start off it's just you know some like forums are helpful are going to be really helpful because you'll get just casual readers who are looking for short stories just stumbling upon your stories and then you can get some comments and some feedback that way um for example i know there's a lot of roughly written stuff there but there's also some really good stories written there i.e creepypasta um it helps you because creepypasta and the no sleep podcast in my mind are very connected even though they're totally different Mm -hmm. um creepypasta you have to write it in that first person narrative like past tense and it's a website it's a a website and it's a website by the way creepypasta is a website um but i think creepypasta is a good place to post some short stories where you have to match the tone of some of the other writers on there um, Reddit is a good one for sharing mm-hmm. stuff, which ties in directly to No Sleep Podcast, um, which we'll get to in our next list in a moment. Even actually, even even Twitter, where there's a lot of things like Nano Horror, where you, people give you a horror prompt and you have to write a short story in the span of a tweet, and getting great feedback from other writers in places like that, any other social media place where other writers congregate and sharing your work and write, you know, giving each other little challenges and trying different things out of your comfort zone, anything to get your brain in the right path for whatever kind of story you're trying to write. Yeah. So um, specifically on Twitter, if you want like uh, 
I think he does it as a weekly horror prompt. It's hashtag horror prompt. If you find the person who runs that account, they post a new horror themed prompt for writing every single week. And um, people will link back to it. They'll either do like just a really brief little thing that they can fit in 140 characters, which is a challenge. Like if you want to write a really solid story in 140 characters, you've got to be good and efficient. Um, but also other people will write it on their own blogs and then post to it using the hashtag and things like that. And I've found it a lot of fun to read what people are coming up with. Um, and then the other places that you can, oh, also nano horror, which is at tweet the creeps on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah. He also is constantly playing these kind of like short horror fiction games. So you Mm -hmm. you should go follow both of those. It's really, really helpful to. Uh, I mean, social media in general for any writer is extraordinarily helpful. And a lot of us writers are very much introverted and don't want to talk to the rest of the world. We just want to stay in our dark room and write our stories. And that's fine if you want to write for yourself. But if you're writing for an audience and you want to create a fan base that's going to really uh, follow you wherever you go, share with other folks, sharing on different sites, connect in different ways, and you know, really challenge yourself to to do things that you normally wouldn't do because in that vein, you're in that 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 you know ideology that that thought process. You are pushing yourself to become more connected to your readers, and you're also pushing yourself to become more connected to other writers and not see it as some sort of a competition and who's going to be the best at this, but actually we're all in the same business together. We're all trying to, you know, encourage each other. And even some of the best writers out there need encouragement uh, in order to keep going because sometimes you, you feel like maybe you're you're becoming stagnant or whatever. So encouraging each other and, and trying to learn from each other is really the best approach in order to be a modern writer that that really, you know, is connected to the rest of the world that want and, and getting them to want to read your work. Absolutely. That is my favorite word to say. Um, <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. That is a tremendous thought there, We love Alexander. you, Dan. I miss you, Dan. Dan Wojtek is awesome. Um, so the other thing that I was researching when we were talking about doing this podcast episode mm-hmm. was, what about podcasts? So here's the thing. If you can get your story onto a podcast, it is the best, like, even if you're not getting paid for it, And I know we joke about exposure, but exposure you could possibly get. And now think about this. Think about where you are right now. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you doing dishes? Are you driving? Are you going for a run? You're doing something where you're actively listening to this podcast. So people do the same thing when they listen to story podcasts. It's so hard to get someone to sit down to even read just a short story sometimes. Most definitely. They'll read part of it and then skip to the next thing. But... If they're listening to the story, they're going to listen all the way through because their hands are busy doing other things. So I found... We're not going to tell you what those things are, but that's fine. Well, I just talked about like (laughs) mowing the lawn and doing dishes. Sure. Gosh. (laughs) You know. Anyway. So um, what what podcast do you think people should be submitting to? I tracked down a bunch, actually. Starting from the top of this list, there's the Wicked Library... Um, that one you can just submit to on their website. There are certain qualifications for length of the story and things like that. No Sleep Podcast is another one. That one you can't directly submit to. In theory, you're supposed to post it on the reddit.com thread 
slash r slash no sleep. And then they pick their story submissions from the Reddit queue over there. Although there is also a submit section on their Tumblr and there's also editor at the no sleep podcast.com, but you probably would want to consider being part of the Reddit's the actual subreddit for it. So you can initially get the feedback from the people there who are actively looking for short horror fiction to read. Um, Moonlit Road is another one that I listen to frequently. They have like real ghost stories from people, personal experiences, but also short fiction. Um, and that one they'll, I, I can't remember. I think you have to submit it if you read it yourself. But um, take a look at the What's Your Story section in the Moonlit Road slash our show notes slash the actual blog post, and you can learn some more about what their submission guidelines are. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever is Anything Ghost with the host Lex Wall, and um, only during Halloween does he allow fiction to be published through his podcast because um, he does the Halloween like Grand Macabre thing. And then the Halloween leftovers, which I think is adorable. If he can't fit it all into the one Halloween episode, he has Halloween leftovers that go for like four episodes after that. Everything that was submitted for Halloween ends up on there. Um, so that one is fun. If you have a ghost story, like a fictional ghost story, you can submit it during that time. Then there's Pseudopod, which is another short story fiction podcast, which rocks my world. Um, Tales to Terrify is now pain. Pseudopod and Tales to Terrify are both pain podcasts. Um, so if you get your submission selected, they pay you for it. Um, and then something I didn't know until I was researching for this is Nightmare Magazine has a podcast. I didn't know that. You didn't? I did not know that. I knew that Lightspeed had a podcast, which, um, they're kind of the same company. There's Nightmare Magazine and Lightspeed Magazine. One's science fiction, the other one's horror. And apparently Nightmare Magazine does an audio version of their stories. So I'll be checking that out. I just subscribed to it. And then um, Alexander found some other uh, places where you can find paid opportunities or places that are looking for submissions in a general sense. And uh, talk about those, Alex. Well, that would be darkmarkets.com, uh, which is a great resource for short horror fiction writers. And then there's Rolan.com. Uh, and also sanitariummagazine.com, which is very frequently promoted on the Wicked Library and, and other Ninth Story Studios productions. Uh, Pseudopod uh, does pay. They uh, Right now, their rate I see on their website is about six cents a word for original fiction and then a $100 flat rate for short stories that are reprinted uh, or you know being re-aired from other places. And then a $20 flat fee for flash fiction uh, stories below 1,500 words. So... Uh, depending on the length and uh, they're pretty they're pretty you know straightforward in how they pay for those things mm -hmm. pseudopod is a good fit for a lot of different styles of writing but they don't do the first person very often mm -hmm. if you write first person horror go submit to no sleep podcast or moonlit road um the wicked library accepts all spans of different styles of writing and different motifs um that's part of why i like them as they go really far abreast and abroad and Tales to Terrify, um, uh, think of like classic radio horror and in that vein where it starts to feel a little bit more like an audio drama and then you'll be kind of on their pulse. So that's just kind of an overall 
don't know, places places to submit to where yeah. you could actually earn some money from your stories. And uh, I think both of us need to at least attempt to submit to some of these places. Yes, very much so. Well, we want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was a fun little journey. We're definitely going to be delving deeper into this and maybe having some conversations with some other writers that uh, want to talk about some of their early early starts or some even some new writers that are just getting into it that are kind of fast, furiously growing more and more fierce with their writing. I'm just going to put a lot of Fs in there. You're mimicking my style of writing I am. right now. So actually, it's I It's a good end cap, right? A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually have a question for you, you who are listening right now. Are you a writer? Um, I'm guessing you are. Otherwise, why would you listen to this? I guess you could also be you know, someone who actually likes us, which is cool. Um, but if you are writing something and... You would like to come on the show and share something that needs some feedback. I would like for part of what we do here to be talking about the stories that you guys are writing and helping you get feedback. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, send us an email. Uh, which email should we send it to? I guess horrormade at gmail.com is the easiest one because I check that mm-hmm. religiously. Yeah. So H-O-R-R-O-R-M-A-D-E at gmail.com and thank you so much to our sponsor Rode Microphones uh, Rode for all your audio needs you can go to rode.com and check out some of their other things that they offer a lot of different recording devices and microphones things for podcasting things for movie making thanks Rode for sponsoring us so that people can listen to our lovely lovely voices Cthulhu (laughs) (laughs) and thank you guys for listening Um, if you want to talk to us some more without it being as formal as an email, I know that seems formal, doesn't it? Um, you can talk to me, Jeanette Andromeda, on Twitter at horror underscore made. And, and you can find me, Immortal Alexander, at HTV Immortal on Twitter. And then you can find more of our current writing exploits on horrormade.com. And Horror Haku's Day. Well, you know, I think that should be its, its own episode at some point, but... Uh, thank you guys. You're awesome. Goodbye. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the flip side. Oh, what should our random question of the day be? Um, if you were in the upside down and a Cthulhu monster was chasing you through the dark and you had a choice of three weapons, what would they be? Would they, you know, what would you choose? That's a question, three right? Three weapons? You have a choice of three weapons to go into the upside down with. All of them. So let's say <laughs> a, uh, a shotgun, a box of egos, or because uh, you can shove it into its mouth until it, it gags well, to death. Well, give, give your three. And then the, uh, the third one would be, let's say, a uh, ball peen hammer. Hmm. Egos. I mean, a hammer doesn't run out of ammo. I don't know. It's true. A hammer doesn't run out of ammo, um, but it's just a hammer. And if it's a giant Cthulhu monster, I'd rather throw egos at it or I'll just eat one and die because it's full of egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my cyanide pill. It's your kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your kryptonite. Totally. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.